Okay, welcome to our community. This is the third of the best. Two Bishvat, or the 15th, Chamisha Asa Bishvat. So we want to know what is this, what is the, uh, based on the fruits of Eretz Yisrael, there's obviously a system of personal growth that takes us through a whole seder of how we get from, obviously, Gullus to Geula. And it's obviously based on the trees. One of the things we learned today in a minor is that there are, um, four Rosh Hashanahs. There's the first of Nisan, I'll just repeat a few words. There's the first of Nisan, Rosh Hashanah for kings. There's the 15th of, first of Nisan, first of Elo, which is Rosh Hashanah for, uh, I guess animals and, um, for, in the animal world for the first of Tishrei, Rosh Hashanah for judgment and Hashem becoming king over the world. And then there is Rosh Hashanah for the trees. The only Rosh Hashanah that isn't on the first is this one, Chamisha Aser Bishvat. The question is why? And really, um, I'm just going to say it in very short. When we eat fruit, it says, Ki Adam Everything about the fruit is about us too. We are the fruit. We are Adam We are the trees. We produce fruit. We have roots. Everybody knows those those standard Beretlech about the trees and the roots and the Amuna and all that. And it's Really, they're incredibly special points, so I'll leave it to somebody else to, to speak about. But when you eat vegetables, you know, you eat your asparagus or you eat your zucchini, you eat it to be healthy. But when you eat fruit, you do eat it to be healthy, but it is pleasurable. It tastes good. Once upon a time, people didn't have pastries, and they ate fruit. Because fruit is kind of a delicacy that gives us pleasure gives us a lot of a lot of time. It's it's delicious. So pleasure if you if you think about it, every Rosh Hashanah is on Rosh Chaydish. When the moon is just we're compared to the moon. And Rosh Rosh Chaydish and Rosh Hashanah is all about birth, birth of the moon. The birth is because on Rosh on the beginning of the month, the whole month and everything it's about is in one dot. So Rosh Hashanah for the kings on the first of Nisan it means kingship, leadership for the entire year, for Hashem, for Mashiach, for the Yidden, is all embedded in that one little dot of that day of Rosh Hashanah for kings. And the same thing, Rosh Hashanah for the year, the whole year is embedded in that little dot that comes on the Rosh Hashanah, on the first day when the moon is just a dot. The only Rosh Hashanah that's on the 15th is this one. This one is all about Tainuk. Tainuk. Tainuk in what? Tremendous Tainuk, tremendous pleasure, holy pleasure, elevated pleasure is embedded in Tyra. If you want to know where pleasure comes from, where Tainuk comes from, it comes from Tyra. And it's all sitting inside of Tyra, which is why, you know, in the world of Tyra, people say, oh, I learned a very Gishmaka Nakuda. I never heard of an idea being tasty. I heard of food being tasty, but I never heard of an idea being tasty. But a geschmack in the kudda, how could you have a geschmack in the kudda, a tasty morsel of an idea? Because the true tainug, the yumminess, is inside of Tyra. And it's all embedded. The tainug, the pleasure of yumminess and yummy food and yummy everything is really embedded in Tyra. So when you think about that pleasure, that's not, um, that's a very expansive feeling. That's more connected to the 15th of the month, 
than Rosh Chodesh. Because Rosh Chodesh, it's kind of like when you're just conceived, you're just born. You ever see a newborn baby? Well, let's go back. The idea of pleasure, you know, you see somebody sitting and they're, they're, they're having a sip of their latte and they're sitting back and relaxing and loving it and in such a pleasure mode, very expansive mode. Did you ever see a newborn baby do that? A baby that's just five minutes old and is sitting back and sipping a coffee? Obviously not. That's a ridiculous concept. So really, really the concept is So, again, so to return to the idea, we're saying that um, that pleasure is a very expansive mode. A newborn baby that was just born that's one little, you know, and especially a newly conceived baby that's one cell big is not sitting and sipping a latte, obviously. is very contracted. So pleasure is that idea of the full moon, the 15th of the month, the full moon when we're expansive and the light is expansive and our influence is expansive. That's the idea of that fullness of pleasure. So therefore, this Rosh Hashanah, which is all about the pleasure of the fruits of the trees, that's an expansive emotion, and therefore the Rosh Hashanah comes out on the 50s. Okay. So that's one idea. The other idea is, of course, if the trees are connected to us, because Atem Kurim Adam, we Adam Elyon, we are a tree of the field. We know that. And it all has to do with Eretz Yisrael. And there's something about our personal growth, our journey. So, let's look at this puzzle. Eretz Chita, how does it go? Um, let me see. Eretz Chita, Eretz Chita, Eretz Chita, Eretz Chita, Eretz 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 This is the land of the seven kinds. Those seven kinds. We are the land. Eretz Yisrael. We are the Eretz Yisrael. We are connected to Eretz Yisrael. We belong to Eretz Yisrael. It's one piece. And therefore, there are seven kinds. There are seven steps in our growth, in our expansiveness, getting ourselves to the next level. So, when it says Eretz, Eretz Yisrael, it's a land of, Eretz, the land of, what does land mean? Why is it called land Eretz? The land, the word Eretz is from the word Rasen, I want. Remember we said like pleasure? I want, and I'm running to do what Hashem wants me to do. And this has to do with Eretz Chafet. Every single Yid is an Eretz Chafet, is someone who wants to do the will of Hashem. And where do we do it? Down here in the muck, in the land, in the earth. So, Every single detail we said of these seven kinds, we're going to see what they're all about. Because seven, why seven? There's seven branches of the Manaira. There are um, um, seven different ways of serving Hashem. Everything in Yiddishkeit is very much centered around seven. So, um, but there are two kinds. It says like this, Eris, Alanda. Now, what did we say Eris is? It is the idea of, this is what I want. What do you want, Eris? I want, or I'm running towards. What am I running towards? Eris, Chita, Usa, Eris. I'm running in the direction. If I want to really step into who I really am, (coughs) 
then I need to run in the direction of Chita Utsa Wheat, run towards, I want, wow, could you please help me become who I was created to be? Sure, run towards wheat and barley. Uh, okay, run towards wheat and barley. What's that? Okay, well, think about it. Um, and the other three after that are fruits. But wheat and barley, they actually aren't trees. And so their Rosh Hashanah is actually on the first of Tishrei. Because that's Rosh Hashanah for Maithar Tzvua. Yet, what is this all about? And so Eretz means, we said, Eretz is the place from which food comes out. All the fruits, all the trees, all the stuff, it all comes from this place. Um, and what do you have to do? When we think of the word Eris, we think of the following. There's a lot of work to do because you have to plow and you have to plant. You have to harvest. There's a huge amount of work, meaning, especially, let's say, um, certainly in generations past, in order for you to move forward in the seven steps of who you are and were created to be, you need to work the land really hard. Plow it, open it, feed it, take care of it, water it. You need to do all of that stuff. So, what is the very be- first, the very beginning? Harisha? Break. What am I going to break? Break your heart. Oh, great. I want to break a heart? Broken heart? No, I don't want a broken heart. But I open up the part of my heart that is resistant to truth and Hashem. And not only that, the Baal Shem Tov says, We are like the land that has all that precious stuff, those precious stones inside. And you have to dig them out. That's what we have to do. So, and not only that, Eretz is... um, 39 malachas, 40 minus 1. So it will take you to a whole other level. Okay, so let's look at it. Where am I going? Chita, wheat. What is it? Human, it's human food. People eat, you know, people eat bread. You eat bread and it becomes you. What is that? It's the avayda that has to do with the godly soul. In other words, we're not doing an Avaida with our, this is not the Avaida with our body. You first want to work on your, your godly soul, which is an interesting thing. Because we are used to, in this generation, a certain way of um, Kedusha. Yeah, the standard way to serve Hashem. It was perfect in other generations. In this generation, nope. Not any good. We need to move up to the higher Gu'uladik way. That's what we have to do, to move up to the higher Gulladik way. And so, this is the Avaita that has to do with your Neshama. Okay, so we have the human food, that's wheat. And then we have the animal food, that's barley. Remember that what we want to do is go on these seven-step seven, seven step journey, and you're first going to start off with your godly soul that every single yid has, and then you're going to go 
go and you're going to start working on your animal soul. Now, here's just a thought. Why don't you start on your animal soul first? You know, fix your midas. And the old way used to be, before Chabad Chassidus, the old way kind of was, you know, first fix your midas and then you'll worry about um, learning deep, high uh, secrets about Hashem's reality and about how Hashem feels, right? In other words, the old way was, the old way was... So the traditional way is that we um, that we believe, you know, you have to be 40, and in order to study the deep secrets about Hashem, you have to be 40 and married and settled. And before you're going to feed, we always believe, before you're going to feed your soul, your neshama, and learn all these very high things on the level of the godly soul, first fix your fix First fix the way you act in the world. And um, And yet here we see, that, and uh, here we see that first comes Sitas. First you, first you feed your neshama. And then afterwards, and as, afterwards you feel, you feed your body. You fix your nefesh of Bahamas. So. Sorry, we're just shutting the door here. Okay. Um, okay. And then what would, what do we come to Geffen? What is Geffen all about? It's about grace. Meaning, adding in Simcha. Because if there's no Simcha in the Avaida, go try to fix your Midas if there's no Simcha in the Avaida. It's really difficult. If Simcha's not here, it's not the same. That's the Indian of grace. So, um, and what you want to do is add simcha in all of the things of Elohim, all of the things in which you work on your neshama, and then all of the things that you work on your your your, your body. Um, okay, and then te'ena. What is te'ena? That they came and they covered themselves with um, te'ena, v'yasu lehem chagurs. They made clothes out of, what's te'ena, figs? Figs. They made their clothes, they made themselves clothes out of figs. So what is that? That means clothes is your levushim, the way you think, the way you speak, and the way you act. In other words, once, once you've worked on your, once you kind of approached your, your nefesh, your godly soul, and your animal soul, and then you added simcha, then what you want to do is have it affect the way you think, the way you speak, and the way you act. Because, and not only that, when they put on these garments, when they put on these garments, katnas ur, then what happens, what is ur? Ur is light, and also was made out of skin. And the fact is, the dogma of every single yid, the, in the dogma of every single yid, that, So the dogma in every single yid is um, that the light of every single yid is so great that it even affects his levushim, katnas ar. In other words, we think 
that we are the sum of how we speak, how we think, how we speak, and how we do. But really, we have a light way beyond all of those things. And remind, and that's our, so we have to realize that it's going to be brought all the way down to how we think, how we speak, and how we act. And remind is that we know that every single yid is full of, of seeds. It's full of, just like, um, the, just like the pomegranate. There's a story of a shliach who was teaching a group and he said that we're all full of mitzvahs, like 613 seeds in the pomegranate, 613 mitzvahs. And one of the students said, oh, yeah? Huh, I don't believe it's true. So he brought, a, brought out a pomegranate and said, well, um, would, you know, try. So they all got together and they counted all the seeds and it came out and he was saying, Hashem, please, I beg you. Because actually when it says that the pomegranate has 613 seeds, that's the average pomegranate. It doesn't mean that every single one does. It's the average one. So, um, they counted them, and thank God it came out to, uh, to 613. And he said, please, Hashem, they should never count another one. <laughs> and they said, wow, this is unbelievable. So we are all full of mitzvahs the way a pomegranate is full of, of seeds. So that means that there's an avida in which, now we're talking about, you know, stuff of the world. When you do mitzvahs, you're doing mitzvahs with things of the world, with, you know, a tzedakah pushka, with candles. You're doing physical things and you're made with physical things of the world. So what does it mean? It means after you've done all this Avaita, then you go into and you, you, you work on your Avaita in the world. And the truth is that every single seed is separate from every other one um, in the pomegranate, which means that in mitzvahs, you don't actually put the mitzvahs together, you know, packages, packages, you know, stuff them together. Every single one stands on its own. Um, and the things of the world, um, it's, they're, they're different, they're, Havdalah Sameh Okay. I don't know. I don't know what it means. <laughs> they're separate from, I, I'm, I'm not going to make it up. I don't know. My head is not clear enough. I don't know why it's separate. Yeah, I don't know. So now we can understand. What is this? Here are the five steps in Avaita. Going from the simple to the hard. Chita, first is wheat, and then is barley. Why? Because first you do the Avaita of your godly soul. That one's easier than working on your animal soul. It certainly is easier to absorb deep inyanam, learn deep inyanam in Taira, and, and, well, let's, here, let's say it like this. You know, people always say, well, you learn all that, look at the way you act. Why? But that's everybody, except for the Nathia does, except for Maishra Bain. Why? Yeah. I so one of the things that we see in this generation is that understanding deep in Yanaman Taira is pretty simple miraculously simple. It's a gift from above. 
you see that, you know, the king is, is, share, is taking out all of the secret treasures and he's giving them to us. And it's relatively simple. If you, we were to go back 20, 30 generations and they would see our generation, they wouldn't believe what we know, what little children know and are able to understand and explain. And what we know and, and understand, given that we're relatively simple people, we would, they would, you know, it, it doesn't really fit us. It's a gift from above. However, if you compare our Midas to the Midas of people a thousand years ago, uh, we're not impressive. <laughs> right? Is that what? Well, no. So I'm saying we have much more spiritual, we have the, the ability as very, very, very simple people to rise very high with spiritual understanding, with understanding of Hasidus. We have that ability. I haven't seen, by looking around the world, that it's very easy, easy to change your midas. I mean, raise your hand if you feel that, sure, any midas you want to change, you change it permanently and you never look back. Mm. I mean, you could say with energy healing, one of the tools of, of the world, that it's easier than it used to be, but, you know, the same old Midas that we have, it's, it's, it's a much more difficult item. Yeah? I mean, we'd most, I look at yourself, you know, I would look at myself. It's just much easier to, yeah, so we all look at ourselves in that. So what is it telling us? What are we learning from this order of the fruit? That it, it goes, first it's easy, work on your neshama, work on your godly soul, because that's the easiest one. And then you go to your Nefesh of Bahamas. Now, that one's not so simple. But then if you add Simcha to the Avaita of both of them, all of a sudden they work. All of a sudden they work. You can be feeling a certain way, and you may not even um, put it this way. Every teacher knows that when they're teaching and then they become upset for some reason, something happens and they're upset, they have no insight into what they're learning. It just shuts down. And if they become happy, then all of a sudden they have all kinds of insights. Why do you think they drink coffee while they, while they learn downstairs? That's because they're, what if they're not tired? What if they slept eight hours? So why should you drink coffee when you're learning? Nothing. It makes you happy. And once you're happy, then it gives you. Thank you. Once, wow, for God, thank you. Thank you. It's a little thing, you know, right. that makes you, like, realize. Oh, so sure. He, he wants us to be. Right. No, no, I'm not talking about coffee, but I'm saying, you know, I, I would notice all the years when I was learning, when I came to a good nakuda, I would have to take a sip of whatever I'm drinking. It doesn't have to be coffee, but I would have to take a sip of it, kind of like there was an instinct that my physicality wants to come along yeah. with my roofness. The thing about yeah. people having better meetups, I, I... What? Okay. Anyway, what we're saying is um, if you add Simcha to the whole thing, then it changes everything. It gives you a whole buoyancy, and plus there must be many Simcha parts together. Your intellect has a certain limitation. Your avaita has a certain limitation. Your habits have a certain limit, limitation. The way you were brought up, how you got stuck acting, 
and believing you should act, they're all limited. When you jump out of limitations, all these things can change, right? So you can only understand certain ideas until you have this energy of simcha, which breaks through the limitations. My mind can only understand these many ideas or this, this kind of idea. But if I'm in an energy where there's no limitation, my mind can understand anything. My, I'm used to, I was brought up to feel this way. But if I'm in a place of, with energy with no limitations called Simcha, I can feel much better stuff. I am used to acting this way. But if I add the, the Indian of Simcha, I can act better. So it changes everything. So that's why the third thing is add Simcha, add Gefen, add grapes, which adds, gives you Simcha to your whole Levitus. And then once you've done that, now you're into an energy which is um, Bureau of the Levushim. Purifying the garment. That is the fig. Meaning, so now that I can break out of the limitations of where I'm stuck, now I am in a situation where I can start to think differently, speak differently, and act differently. Because that's the idea of the, the garment, the fig. And then we move on to the, the fifth one, which is um, Riman, which is 613 seeds, like the 613 uh, mitzvahs, and the 613 mitzvahs are done with things of the world, so we're talking about the world. So now I experience no limitation, because I have this simcha, and now I can change how I think, speak, and do, and then I can change the world. And that's the end of the first five steps. And then there's one more thing. So how come it says that there are seven fruits? Why not five fruits? After that, it says, forward, it says, a land of wheat, barley, grapes, figs, and pomegranates. And then it says again, a land of. Now, remember when it says a land of, what's the land? The land means you've got to plow, you've got to work. There's a lot of hard work just to make it possible to grow things. That's the land. So I thought I already plowed the land. But now we come to a situation where, um, now we come to a situation where um, you have to plow again. Because there are obviously deeper, deeper things that need to be discovered. So there comes a point where there's a second Avaida and a second deep, deep Avaida that has to be done. And, and that's because we're going to come to a whole new level. And so what does it say? Now, you're not just, remember when you're going to plant potatoes or something, or you're going to plant a grapevine, how deep, how deep do you have to dig? I don't know, a few inches? Or you're going to plant fig tree. How deep do you have to go in? Nine inches, ten inches, a foot? Not even. So, but when you're going to plant the rest, this deeper avida, you have to do, you know, it's much, it's, it's a much deeper avida because now, is there anything else you dig for? What if you're digging for pearls and diamonds and, you know, all of that? 
then you have to dig much, much deeper. So the second level of Eretz shows on the Avaida at the time of Gullus. Because of the great Yerida in Gullus, there's a need for Avaida, for a very great Avaida, and therefore the Aliyah is in a way, in a much higher way. So what are you digging for? Zeshemenudvash. Zayat. You're digging for olives. You're digging now, you have to do this Avaida of digging, and now you come out with olives. It's bitterness. Right? It's bitterness. Now we know that, that the bitterness is all connected to Miriam. Miriam was bitter, but she was happy. She had both those extremes. So there, to be like Miriam and Nevia, you have to do some very deep work. It's not a simple Avaida. Your name is Miriam. Your name means bitter because the, the dark gull has started when you were born, if you're Miriam and Nevia, and yet you're the one with the tambourine all those years who knows, who sees a higher reality. Who sees a higher reality? So that's that's the second avida, and not only that, it enables you to turn something bitter to fruit, as it says when it says va'asalim atamim. I guess um, Yitzchak said to his son, "Make me make me delicious food." It means things that are bitter and things that are sweet. Because there are some things that are sharp or sour, but you prepare them well, and they taste even better than the regular sweet stuff. And in Avaida, that means the Avaida in the Gulf, which is in a way of bitterness. That's what we said. The name of Miriam. She she was able, because she did that deep Avaida, she was able to have these two extremes going on in her life. Bitterness, and yet, not only hope happy because she already could taste coming out of Gullah. She could taste the dance of Gaula while she was tasting the bitterness. That's pretty amazing. To come to that, you have to do the second level of, of digging. And it says, his sister, whose sister? Maisha Bain's sister stood afar. She stood on the side when he was put in the Nile River, the place of Abayda Zara. She stood by him. She was standing there. It means, She stands with Maisha in every single Jew to save him from the river. Now, what river is it? She stands. There's somebody who stands with Maisha Rabbeinu to save us from Avaida Zara, from the place that, 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 that putrefies everything, that ruins all the Avaida. To such an extent that Bas-Paro came to the river. That means the daughter of Paro, the king of Mitzrayim, who was leader, who was the ruler of the whole world, and that she stood at the banks of the river, this, this Nile River, this horrible place. It shows on the Malchus of Paro, and she was able to save him. So what is that? That means... It says she stood there to know what would happen with him. She didn't know what would happen. She knew he would be safe. She said, my mother is giving birth to the Redeemer. That means he's going to redeem. Otherwise, she would say, my mother gave birth to a baby. Not to the Redeemer, to, to, to a baby. Who maybe could be the Redeemer, hopefully. She said, my mother is giving birth to the Redeemer. So he's obviously going to redeem. Sure doesn't look like he's going to redeem if he's in a basket in the Nile River 
And that's the end. But she knew the end. He will redeem us. So she stood there to know, Ladea, Lev Ladas, and I'm Laras, and I'm Nishma. To know, to hear, to see. She knew what was going to happen. She wanted to see what would be the incredible mechanism through which Hashem would create this miracle that He is going to redeem us. And in a way of Ma, to know Ma, Bittel, higher than even what you can know. What would be, you know, Ma life? It would come into all the meters. So now we're saying, and what do you do with the olives? You make oil. And we know that if you, how to get the oil out of the olive, you have to squeeze it. That's Panim and Satyra. You get the, the inside part, the secrets of the secret, secrets, and the shlemus of the revelation of, of the future is based on what we do now. And the last, so what we're saying is the deeper Avaita brings you to a level where you can have bitterness and sweetness and bitterness and deep knowing all in the same place. And then it brings us to the last one, which is in the seventh step, Dvash, which is honey. It comes from dates. Dates take 70 years. That's a long Avaita, much longer than all the other fruits. And through this you get honey. What's honey? The fullness of the revelation of Panimus Atira. So, deep, deep understanding and knowing. So, what does it have to do with um, the Parsha of the week and the Hatira? Actually, it was, I think, of the Shalom. It says, when, when Paro sent the nation, by going down into Gullus, we came to the Shalom Para. We came to a very, very high revelation. Um, and then we were able to go into the land, um, and what is it telling us? It's saying after that about the mile of Eretz Yisrael over Eretz Mitzrayim. Because Eretz Yisrael is a place where you trust Hashem. Eretz Mitzrayim is a place where you trust nature. It takes us to a place where you trust Hashem. And, and, um, Eretz Asher Hashem Hashem is there constantly, and he says it's the land in which the, the eyes of Hashem are on it from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. So the last piece is the Haftaira, Devaira, Isha Naviz. She was sitting under a tree. What kind of a tree? A timer tree. A, uh, a day tree. And, um, it's the end of all of them. It's the seventh of all. It's the seventh step, the day tree. The one that you work very, very hard 70 years and you come to a very great revelation. And what does it have to do with the future? With the future? Why was she sitting under that tree? Because of Yichud. You know, because anybody who came to, to talk with her, it was an open tree. You could see what was going on. And so through this, the only real yichud that was allowed, that was permissible, was by preventing the yichud, improper yichud, it opened her up to a yichud between Knesset Yisrael with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And what does it end up with? Forty is a, a number of, of completion. And what you had is, from all of this, from this sneeze, etc., and from this determination to have a, a, a oneness with Hashem, the land was at peace for 40 years. 
And so let's just end off with this, that the Rebbe says, what does it have to do with Rosh Hashanah for the trees? What does it all have to do with, with the Avaita of all these seven steps? The godly, work on the godly soul, the animal soul, add simcha, bring it into everything you think, speak, speak and do, and then bring it into the world, and then you do a deeper Avaita, and you bring out the bitterness and the higher revelation, and then the, the, the strong Avaita that you get after, you know, 70 years. Um, Make for brainless everywhere and be and shmirah for Eretz Yisrael to get rid of, God forbid, any talk, God forbid, of giving away any parts of Eretz Yisrael, the Hirasan, etc. And the Hirasan, that it should bring immediately with our sons, our daughters, our young and our old to the land of the seven Ummah, the land of the seven fruits. Um, and as it says in Shirat Hayam, um, bring us to the end of it, to the end of the Nachlasecha, Mitzvah Hashem Kodem Yadecha. And in that time, um, the revelation of Hashem will be in the entire world. And by adding a Tzedakah, Mekrefes, a Zagula, we hasten the time when we'll have the Gula Mitzvah Shlema immediately now.